there. We're so glad you tuned in today. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to encourage you. You can do so by visiting our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. There's a lot of things that have been going on in our hearts and lives. And one of the things that the Lord has really been impressing on me is the idea of promise. There are some people that are feeling like, where is the promise in all that is happening around me right now? You have no idea how amazing life can be if we trust him through the bad times as much as we trust him through the good times. You know, when you live inside of God's will, there's going to be rain on the just and the unjust. But when you live in the inside of God's will, there's a, there's a source of hope that you can tap into that nobody else can. So I wanted to bring you a word because uh, the key to understand that God always wanted this for you is very difficult. Because we all, we all don't feel that way all the time. We don't always know what God intends for us when we go through a storm. When we go through difficult times. See, he desires to give you abundant peace. He desires to give you abundant promise all the days of your life. But there's a time that uh, that promise can feel altered. And so I want to talk to you this morning, a message entitled, Empowered by Promise. It's an empowered thought. The, the word empowered jumped out to me this week. As I was preparing, I had multiple different titles. I knew where I wanted to go, but I'm like, Lord, what do you want? What do you want to do with us? And you know what? I really kind of, as I, I kind of condensed all my thoughts, you know what I started thinking about? How we are all being sharpened for a greater purpose. Every one of us. And that purpose is driven by promise. That purpose is driven by the promise of God being there. Now listen. I know that this year is leap year. Right? But I didn't know that we were going to leap through the year like this. Let's be honest. I did not know that we were going to leap through the year. Half the year feeling like we're in a home by ourselves or with the same people all the time. I want to get out. I want to do something. But did you know what I realized this week as I was really preparing for this? It's simply this. The promise has never left. The promise maker has never left. The one who has given me promise and hope has not left my side and he hasn't left yours. So here I stand saying to myself, Man, I feel like I'm skipping half my life. Can I tell you something? Every moment of your life, he's with you. Every single moment. So if you would, follow me in this story. There was a man who got lost in the desert. And after wandering around for a long time, his throat became very dry. About that time, he saw a little shack at the distance. And he thought to himself, oh, maybe there's some water there. Well, he got there and he made his way to the shack and found a water pump there. And in this water pump, he found a small jug of water right next to it with a note. He looked at that note. As he read that note, the note read this. Pour all of the water 
into the top of the pump to prime it. If you do this, you will get all the water you need. Now the man looked at that and said, I just need this water. I, I, just, I just need this bit of water. Right? I, that's all I want. But he thought to himself, but if I pour this and it's empty, I can get more. But you know what goes through our mind, all of us, what went through his? What if I pour it and nothing happens with the pump? Well, the man trusted the note and poured the water and it worked exactly as planned. He began to, uh, he primed the pump with the water that was there and sooner or later, immediately the water started coming up and he was able to get more and more water and he filled his face, he washed his face, his hands, he was able to even just wash up and clean up and he had all the water he needed. He poured the entire jug into that pump and he, he got even more than he had put in. You know, so much water came out that he took care of all his needs and then at the end of it, at the end of that note said, before you leave, please pour more water into that jug and leave it. And then he then took that note in the jug after he filled it up and he wrote, P.S. Trust me, it works. You know, as he walked away from that shack, no doubt somebody else would have come through and thought to themselves, what if I pour this down? What if it doesn't come out? And life is a series of what ifs. But dare I ask you this question, what if not? What if all the what ifs that you worry about, what if not? What if every single thing that you believe about things happening to you doesn't happen? What if God has greater plans for you? And you stop living in fear. If he had not poured that water, he would have had just enough to maybe keep him and his mouth moist. But because he poured out by faith that jar, he was able to prime the pump and get all the water he needed. Listen, friend, I don't know where you're coming from. It doesn't matter where you come from or where you're at right now. Here's what I know. If you trust God today, prime the pump, believe him for great things. I believe there are great things happening and about to happen your way. I know times are tough. Struggles financially, struggles uh, economically, relationally, all these things, everything's being affected. But guess what? The promise maker has not left. He has not left your side. So today, I want to let you know that there's validity. Go ahead, prime the pump today. Believe him for great things in your life. Believe him for great promises. Believe him. Believe him. And believe me as I tell you, it works. When you trust him for great things, great things happen. Have you ever read John 3.16? Anybody ever read John 3.16? You ever read John 3.16? For God so loved the world. It's on baseball. Listen, if, if they have it up on big giant cards at baseball games, come on, I mean, John 3.16 is everywhere, right? But if you look at it, it is hands down not just the most well-known verse probably in the Bible, but many overlook the power and the validity of that verse. And I want to just kind of highlight that for a moment. Scripture points to that problem that he gave his son so that we would have life, life more abundantly. But some of us today, we're living a life that's not God, what, what God intended for us. Instead of living life abundantly, we're living life 
in a way that is just a matter of existing instead of truly living. I remember when I was a kid, one of the things I really enjoyed to do was to trade cards. And I used to trade cards, and my goal was always to trade a, a card that I can feel like I can get rid of for a card that I really want. And maybe two cards that I feel like I can get rid of. Three, four, five cards that I feel like I can get rid of for that one card that I really, really want. Because that's the way you trade up. Guess what? God gave his only son for you. For you, for you, for you, for you. For all of us. He gave his son for you. And he thinks that was a good trade. Why? Because there's promise in you. There's promise in you. And coming out of Easter, my heart this week, I felt like everything leading up to Easter was so different for us, for me as a pastor. I shared with somebody this week, I said, my greatest fear was checked off my bucket list that I would show up in church and pretty much the only people that were in the church was my family. I felt like that when we first launched our church. I felt like that. I felt like the greatest fear I had at that time was I'm going to show up to launch our church and the only people there was my family. Well, guess what? This Easter, that was checked off my list. It was pretty much just my family and Pastor Corey and Nisa were here as well. And, you know, we look at different things and, and, and we look at uh, everything that we expected and things aren't always as they expect. But guess what? I don't have to fear anything because it's not my church. And guess what? Your life is not your own. It was bought with his. So here's the truth. God made a great trade because he gave his son so that you would have life and you would have life and you would have life. And yes, you at the couch right now, he gave it so that you would have life. Life more abundantly. So when I talk about empowered by promise, I'm talking about looking at the promise that he has for you, saying, there's so much more for me than, than what I'm experiencing. I want more. And I don't know about you, but I want to press into this season right now. I'm, I'm tired of looking at all the scary things. I want to now start to say, God, what are you bringing out of this? What are you going to do with me? What are you going to do with the church? What are you going to do? And I want more. I want more. I don't want to fear, and I refuse to. And you should too. I don't want to doubt. And I refuse to. And you should too. When you fear something, you give it power over you. I know that. However, when you empower your faith by believing God, by priming the pump, and trusting what you don't see, you trust God in deeper ways, you are empowered by promise. See, we often invest ourselves according to our talents. So when things are going well, we think, hey, things are going well. Why don't I have to trust God for this or trust God for that? But God desires that we are empowered not by what we can do, but what, what he has already done. We are empowered by what Jesus did on the cross, right? Let's read some scripture together. Can we do that? And I want to read 2 Peter. So grab your Bibles right now and turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Beginning in verse 2, 3, and 4. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Watch this. 
His divine power has given us everything we need. I want everyone listening to me right now to say this with me. Say, everything we need. Everything we need for a godly life. Now listen, I'm not going to preach prosperity doctrine like God wants to give you everything you've ever wanted in your heart and like listen there's some things I want that God doesn't God doesn't he shouldn't give it to me because my heart doesn't always understand but he promises right here here's the promise everything we need for what for a godly life through our knowledge of him who is him who called us by his own goodness and glory now watch this, it goes on in verse 4. 2 Peter 1 verse 4. Through these he has given us his very great and precious, say with me, promises. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. You know what he's saying? When you want me, I will give you all your needs and I will calibrate your spirit man. Look at me now. Calibrate your spirit man so you could hear what it is you need to hear so you can walk the way you need to walk. So did you catch what God wants to do? He wants you to participate in his divine nature. He wants you to participate in who he is. Not just what he does for you. All of us participate in what he does for us but not all of us participate in his divine nature and who he is when you don't act on the promise God gave you and trust him you know what you do you trust in something what is it and there's a good chance you're trusting in yourself you're trusting in your talents when we start to trust him we start to trust and the promise of his Holy Spirit, the promise of his love, the promise of his grace, the promise of all the things that he has worked out for you. See, we don't have to push God for him to show up. Did you know that? Some of you grew up in a church, maybe even a religion, that told you you had to hurt yourself, harm yourself, do something to get God's attention. In fact, the, the, all, the, all the prophets of Baal what did they do when they were calling upon their gods and their God didn't answer? Oh, Baal, hear us. Oh, Baal, hear us. When, he, when their Baal didn't hear us and bail them out, <laughs> no pun intended there. When Baal didn't bail them out, guess what they started to do? They started cutting themselves. Why? Because maybe if I cause myself enough pain, maybe God would hear me. Now, this is not they weren't praying to the same God because Elijah was up on that mountain and he said, now let me try. Come on. I, I believe God is raising up people in this generation and God is raising up in this season right now. Look at me. Some of you right now, God has put this season, all of America through this season, all of the globe even through this season. He's allowed us to go through this season. Not put us, allowed us to go through this season and I believe we need to come out stronger. We need to come out empowered. We need to look out of this going, okay, now watch my God work. You tried your God of economy. You tried your God of money. You tried your God of this and your God of that. And guess what? You still got sick. Guess what? You still got this. You still got that. But today, we're going to trust God for great things. We're going to believe that God has a great plan for everyone. And I believe you're starting with me. I believe you're empowered by promise.
No, let's look at someone that was dealing with a health issue. We look at Luke chapter 5. Uh, Jesus was there, and, and while Jesus, if we look at Luke 5 verse 12. Follow with me if you have your Bibles. Luke chapter 5 verse 12. We're going to come back to 2 Peter in a moment. But if you look at that passage, Jesus was there in the town and a man came along who was covered with leprosy. You may know the story. Listen to me now. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him. Why? Because he had heard that Jesus was a deliverer. And he says this, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Stop right there. God says, I am willing, be clean. Some of you tuned in today. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. And you may ask yourself, does God even care about me? Is God willing to do something in my life? And I'm telling you right now, God says to you, I am willing. Be clean. Be clean. Immediately, the Bible says, the leprosy left him. Friend, Christ is the loving promise. He doesn't just bring it to you. Christ is the loving, the loving promise. I believe that God wants you to cancel your unbelief debt today. Cancel it. I know for me, I do a lot of my bills online and I love when I can go on and I can go, okay, you know what? I know next month about this time I'm going to be away. Let me just go ahead and preset my bill to be paid. Or I can schedule a payment or reoccurring uh, whatever, whether it's giving to the church or whatever, I can do all that online, right? Well, if I'm going to be away, I know I can put a bill to set some of you have already set the rest of this year and have put in payment by your fears listen I'm talking to somebody right now you've already paid the entire year debt by your fear by your worry by your doubt can I tell you right now cancel that payment your year is not over and your life has just begun. We're going to come out stronger. We're going to come out more empowered than we ever have before. We're going to come out greater out of this and we're going to rise to the surface and we're going to say, God, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Come on, if you like what I'm saying, give me a like or a thumbs up right now. Come on, somebody. If you feel like what I'm telling you right now is helpful, just give me a thumbs up because I believe God wants you to void that check you wrote. God wants you to cancel that payment. God wants you to trust because you're ridden with fear. Cancel that. Just void that check right now because he has a great promise for you. I want to tell you three quick things about this text in 2 Peter. This is what our text is. 2 Peter chapter 1. I just read it a moment ago. The first thing I want to tell you, if you're taking notes, you want to write this thing down. Because this is, this is good stuff right here. I'll tell you what, I would, I would write notes right down. Because I'm telling you right now, 2 Peter has a wealth. Just those three verses I read to you, uh, you need to take down notes. Here it is, number one. I need to live in him. In him. I need to live in him. We look at John chapter 1 and we see this, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God. In the beginning, 
Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. And in him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verses 1 through 5. Why? Darkness cannot stand up to light. In fact, the truth is, if we're being honest, darkness itself doesn't exist. Darkness is merely the absence of light. You can't turn a light on and darkness go, nope, you can't be light here. Anytime light shines, whatever's around it falls in line because darkness doesn't exist. And there are things in your life right now that you've made exist that doesn't exist. There are dark thoughts that you have, dark things that you're experiencing right now. God says, I don't want that for you. Let my light shine. Be empowered by me. If you're a believer today, you have the light of Jesus Christ in you. Let that light shine today. Maybe it means making a phone call to somebody and encouraging them. Tell them something you'd love to hear for yourself. Say, but was somebody that hasn't told me anything? You know, I find joy in helping people even when I'm going through a hard time. Because it's part of our nature. It's part of our God nature. We were created in God's image. And God desires good things for people. And so we too desire good things for people. Now, we have this little thing called sinful nature that causes us to be selfish. And that's what holds us back from being more like God to loving more like Jesus would. But I tell you, when you start to live like Jesus, it affects your life because who you live for will determine how you live. Write that down. Who you live for will determine how you live. What am I talking about? I'm saying this. If you live for yourself, you're going to live for yourself. And only you matters. But if you live for God, there are going to be times in your life that God's going to ask you to do something that may be uncomfortable. But after you do it, you'll be like, well, I'm so glad I did it. Come on, give me a thumbs up if that ever happened to you right now. Come on. If God ever asked you to do something, you were hesitant. But when you did it, you were like, I'm so glad I did it. Anybody ever felt like that? Hello? You ever felt like that? I have. Who you live for will determine how you live. So we look at it and we look at verse 14. The word became flesh. Jesus Christ walked on the earth and he became flesh. We live in Christ, friend, not darkness. We live in Christ. See, God gave his son so we would not perish but have eternal life. Not exist eternally, but have life eternal. Because guess what? You know, if we're being honest... Everyone is going to exist eternally. Think about it like this. Everyone's going to exist for eternity. But not everyone will have eternal life. Eternal life comes through following Jesus. Eternal life is spending life and our eternity with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the God of all creation. There are people that are going to spend their whole lives, when they leave this one, they're going to be eternal their soul won't be with heaven in heaven there is a very real hell just as much as it is a very real heaven and i'm telling you today you want life eternal you want life eternal god wants you to live in him i know that's not a populist statement that there's a real hell out there not many people talk about it i don't hear about it too much on podcasts and stuff i don't talk about hell very often but that's eternity that's real So we want to live in him. 
That's number one. Number two, we want to participate in him. Because we want to participate, right? First John, or rather John chapter 15 says, if you remain in me and in my words, remain in you, ask whatever you wish and I'll be, it'll be given to you. I want to participate with everything he has for me. I shouldn't have to beg God and I don't have to. I don't have to beg God to meet all my needs. My children don't have to beg me, please, please serve me lunch, please. Even though they want second lunch, third lunch, fourth snack, fifth snack. That's for sure. But they don't have to beg me to eat. You're hungry? Well, let's, let's feed you. Just like that. They don't have to beg me. Never. You don't have to beg God for your needs. You just have to ask. I want to participate in that kind of relationship with God. Do you? Well, 2 Peter 1.4 says, Through these he has given us great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in what? I said it earlier. Divine nature. It's being a part of him, being connected with what he is and who he is rather. So don't misunderstand. Every time you hear the word promise, I'm not trying to tell you that God's just trying to give you stuff all the time and that's the way he's going to win your love. I don't want somebody's love that only they only love me because I give them stuff. That's not real love. I pray you love God more than that. But you want to participate in what he has for you because you love him. Amen? Who believes what I'm saying is true? Come on. You want to participate in him? Get with him. Follow him. There's a lot of people that can talk the talk, man. They know what it's like to want to go to church and, oh, I check off that box. I go about my life. But do you really participate with him? And while you have this time at home, can I encourage you with something? Take time out with your family and pray. Time out with your family and worship. Time out with your family and do devotions together. Men, lead your families. You know, one of the great things this past week, my wife and I um, and the kids, we tuned in uh, online and there was a worship team and I called everybody out of their rooms or whatever they were. I said, come, come to the living room. Let's worship. Let's sing. And we just sang to the Lord for a little while. Preacher came on, gave a few words. It's fantastic. I was in my living room, lifting my hands. In my living room. You can do that. I want to participate with him. Are you participating with him? If you expect God to move on Sundays and the rest of the week you go about your life, man, you live in that surface life. You're this wide and this deep. God is calling us to be empowered by his promise. That means we want to go deep and wide. Deep and wide. Not just hey, I want to experience a little bit of this and experience a little bit like a, like a spiritual buffet. I want to go deeper. Do you? I pray you do. Here's what we know about 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. There's three simple thoughts out of that, and I'm still on point two. Here's what we know. Through him we have promise. Amen? Through him we have participation with God. We get to participate with him. And the third thing is that we escape the peril. So we have promise, participation, and we have an escape for the peril that is to come. The peril that is even happening right now. Some of the struggles that people... You know what? There's people that are walking around right now that call themselves believers and they have no peace. Can I encourage you? I want you to have peace. Those of you that I pastor, you're a part of Freedom Family, I want you to have peace. I don't want you to walk around fearful, full of anxiety, 
I want you to have peace more abundantly. But guess what? As much as I love you, God loves you more. He wants more peace for you. That's why he gave his son so you have life more abundantly. So if you fear man, you believe all that man believes. But if you fear God, you believe all that God believes. Come on, that's worth writing down somewhere. I'm looking forward to seeing hope come out of this. Because I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see hope come out of this. It's hard. It's hard to fight through because, oh, I'm going to go do this. Oh, well, I can't. I'm going to try that. Oh, I can't. Everything's shut down. Can I tell you something? We're going to come out of this. The question is, it's not whether we're going to come out of this. The question is, are we going to come out of this better? And that's entirely up to you. Entirely up to you. I don't know how many of you watched the, the cartoon Peanuts and Charlie Brown, but there was a story some time ago that really uh, stuck out to me, and I want to share this thought with you. Lucy and Linus were sitting in front of the television when Lucy said to Linus, go get me a glass of water. Linus looked surprised. said, why should I do anything for you? You never do anything for me. Lucy says back to him, on your 75th birthday, I'm going to bake you a cake. Linus gets up, head to the kitchen, and he says, Life is more pleasant when you have something to look forward to. Life is more pleasant when you have something to look forward to. You know, I love Linus. He's funny. And he thought to himself, at least it's something to look forward to. What are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to promise? Or are you just dangling by a thread, trying to figure it out as you go? I, I realize you're probably a mixture of that. Can I encourage you with this today? God has empowered you with promise. Stop thinking about the fears and start activating the faith that you know God can and will do in your life. Now watch this. I hope that God not only opens the door for you to receive a touch from God during this time, but I pray to God that you move through that door, that he just opens the door and you just run in. Can I encourage you? Run in. Just Say, God, I trust you. I'm going to prime the pump. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this door because I believe that there's nothing else that you want than, than what is the best for me. Like Linus, when you have hope, you're willing to get up and do something. Like Linus, when you trust and hope in God that there's something brighter to look forward to, you get God's attention. You want to get God's attention? Trust him in ways that you wouldn't normally trust him. Right now. Right now in your home. Right now in your living room. Trust him in ways that you never imagined possible. Failure is only a temporary condition of your temporary circumstance. I want you to hear me. Failure is a temporary condition of your temporary circumstance. Failure is an event, not a person. Giving up is what makes it permanent. I want you to hear that because boy that just that just really stuck out to me it really stuck out to me when I started thinking about this giving up is what makes all that we're going through permanent not your not your failure or your lack of faith giving up makes it permanent so what if you fail God well so what we all have right now right here right in that living room, right on that recliner, you can say to God, God, I have failed you, 
but I want to move forward. Don't bench yourself. Don't bench yourself. Don't bench yourself in a way that this causes you to say, I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not in my game, I'm not in my A game, I'm going to move on, do something else. Don't bench yourself. Hang on just a little longer. This too will pass. I want to conclude this thought here this morning, really that jumped out of me because I want to give you some hope. And I believe there are 12 scripture promises that God gives us all. And I'm not going to, I'm going to read all the verses that go with it. But I will post them online and you can see them. Twelve scripture promises that I believe will give you hope. Here it is. One, God's presence. I will never leave you. Two, God's protection. I am your shield. Three, God's power. I will strengthen you. Four, God's provision. I will help you. Five, God's leading. And he puts forth his son his own sheep goes before them. He's leading us. Number six, God's purposes. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Seven, God's rest. Count or come to me, rather, all of you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's God's rest. Number eight, God's cleansing. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Are you seeing the promises? Are you seeing it? He is faithful and just to forgive us just by coming to him, 1 John 1, 9. 9. God's goodness. No good thing will he withhold from them who are upright. 10. God's faithfulness. The Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Number 11. God's guidance. The meek, he will guide. And number 12, God's plan. All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. 12 promises. 12 promises for you, for me, for us. I was at a small Bible study with some men yesterday virtually on Zoom. And I love how Pastor Corey put this. He says, you know, the passage that says many are called but few are chosen, if you look at the original language and what that means, that word chosen is actually um, what we do, not so much what God has done. When we look at it and we think many are called but few are chosen, like God handpicks certain people to only to follow him and other people that I don't want you to follow me. You just stay home. You just do that, whatever. The real Many are called, but few are chosen. That word chosen actually means choose him. Many are called, but only few choose to accept that. And I love that thought. So here's what I want to propose to you today. Wherever it is that you find yourself, right here, right now. Many are called, but only few choose to accept it. I'm asking you today, are you willing to accept his promise for you? I'll tell you. I hope you would accept this promise today. I hope that if you find yourself with no zeal or passion, that if you find yourself with no power or you feel like you've lost your faith, allow me a moment to inject faith into your soul just for a moment and let you know that today you can be empowered by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray today that, that in him you would trust him. The first thing I talked about was live in him. Second one was participate in him. Third thing was trust in him. Trust in him. 
because Hebrews 13 tells us let your conduct be without covetedness and be content with such things that you have where he said I will never leave you nor forsake you trust in him friend I hope that this encourages you today I hope that wherever it is that you find yourself today that you would know that he loves you with an everlasting love so if you would bow your heads right where you're at for a moment can I pray a prayer over you can I take a moment and pray over you wherever you are and know that he is right there alongside you come on if you're right there at your seat just bow your heads just for a moment I want to pray over you father I pray for everyone listening to my voice right now I pray in Jesus name that you would give them the fulfillment of knowing that the promises the promises that you have for them are right at their disposal I pray in Jesus name that everyone at the sound of my voice will experience the love of God in such a deep and tangible way they would know that you are near I pray for those today right now that don't know you I pray that they would come to know you and they would follow you Lord God may our lives be an offering to you for those of us that follow you and call you Savior may our lives be a fragrant offering and for those that are listening right now that don't follow you I pray today that you would show them that you are life eternal you are eternal life you don't just talk about it you don't just preach it you are life more abundantly in Jesus name now right where you're at if you're listening to my voice you can hear me right now I want you to think about your life for a moment and if you find yourself saying man I I have more fear than faith but I need God to help me and I've not really given my life to Jesus I want to I'm going to ask you right now if you want to I want to lead you in a prayer right where you're at just believe this prayer as you pray you can look at the camera you can look at the the screen right now and, and pray this prayer with me but all I ask that you do is just believe it believe what you're saying the words that are coming out of your mouth believe it I want you to say this with me say Jesus come on right now right where you said say Jesus here I am I need you in my life come into my life and make me whole forgive me of my trespasses forgive me of my sin I accept that I'm a sinner I believe that you died for me and I confess I am in need of a savior come into my life and let me be everything you want me to be in Jesus name